Welcome to the podcast of Unity Fort Worth. In it, you'll hear this week's message and meditation. If you'd like to hear and see the complete service, you can always find it at unityfortworth.org or on the Unity Fort Worth Facebook page. Unity Fort Worth focuses on positive and practical Christianity with a willingness to explore the entire world of religion and spiritual thought. Unity Fort Worth streams live every Sunday at 11 a.m. Thanks for listening to the Unity Fort Worth podcast. All right, so taming your spiritual basket case. Who hasn't felt like a basket case before? Right? Sometimes. So how do we tame that spiritual basket case is the question we're trying to answer today. And I'm building it upon the last two Sundays when we talked about our legacy, our spiritual legacy. We focused on the spiritual legacy and how that is a different type of legacy that we can leave behind, not just once we are gone, but leave behind right here and right now. The spiritual legacy that we have the power to express by just simply becoming who we have always meant to be. And that meaning is not given by some outside entity to us. That meaning is given by our own doing, by our own understanding of who we are and that we have that spark of divinity within us and have the willingness and also the, a reason to express it. So I want to start with a meme or a cartoon I just saw the other day. I thought it was really funny um, to, that it would show up as I was preparing for today. Because I want to talk a little bit more about the practicality of how we can actually express our spiritual legacy more in our lives. And the cartoon starts with this. Uh, obviously, a landscaper boss or a business owner saying, should I add a little fish symbol to the corner of my landscaping company, Jesus? And Jesus says, to what end? By the way, Jesus is drinking coffee. I want to make sure that you all know that. Just like I do, Jesus loved coffee, right? <laughs> and he said, well, obviously, so people know that they're dealing with a Christian company. And Jesus says, let's leave it off and see if they can figure out that out by, that out by your workmanship, work ethic, and honesty instead. I thought that's a really good meme. And I'm not using this meme as a slide against anyone. I'm using this meme as a remembrance of what it actually means to express ourselves. It's not done by putting a symbol on us, or wearing certain clothing, or driving a specific car, or even putting the name church on a building. It's done by the actions and by the way of being. When someone who's walking into this building for the first time, they shouldn't be drawn to the symbols and the quotes and the pictures Yes, a little bit, of course, because they're all here to build harmony, but they should be mostly drawn by the people, by the way the people are with each other. And sometimes that's not even something that we need to say in words, isn't it? Sometimes you can walk into a group and you just know there's something special about them. And that's the legacy that we can leave behind every Sunday 
for everyone who is new, but also for each other, right here and right now. We don't have to wait. We don't have to procrastinate to become the community we would like to be in like five or 10 years down the road. We already are this wonderful community that we can possibly imagine to be. And even much more than that, we just need to learn to let it out. Fortunately, we have a really good music team that helps us to let this out. And, uh, and, uh, and if we ask the music team, they will probably say, yeah, you're still a little bit timid, you know. Um, come on, guys, you know, just bring it out a little bit more. Um, but it's really true, right? So we have, we have this idea, and I really could see that, that if Jesus was here today, he would exactly say that or something in that respect. He said, you know, let's not worry about too many symbols. Let's, let's, just, let's just figure out the basics that I've been teaching you. And it's not just Jesus alone, right? You can go into any type of religion, follow any kind of great teacher, capital T teacher, I would say, and they will pretty much all say the same thing, take action. But sometimes that kind of action is very hard to do, isn't it? I don't know how to get rid of this without going to the next slide, so maybe the tech team can help me. Oh, yeah, okay, there you go. Apparently we are going to the next slide, <laughs> so there we go. So here's the trouble, right? So we all know, and this is just a Christian example here, that's one of the biggest commandments that we can learn, and everything that we need to know in order to leave a spiritual legacy is right in there. Very simple. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Seek first the kingdom of God. Seek first our divinity. That's what it means, right? It means kingdom of God means seek first our oneness, seek first the divinity within, seek first the spark, that divine spark within before we do anything else. Very simple, right? Don't you think? Can be, thank you. How often do we remember? Not that often, right? The second thing that's often hard to understand is his righteousness, because, you know, we have this patriarchal language on one hand. We talk about God as a father figure outside of ourselves and all that. But what it really means when you dive into some of Joss Fillmore's, our co-founder's writings in the Revealing Word especially, then you get a sense that righteousness is really, all it is, is our ability to express our divinity. When we are righteous, we're expressing who and what we truly are. That's it. It's not that difficult. That's what I love about what we teach in unity. It's like when we make a mistake, we say, oh boy, made a mistake, let's move on, go further, like do better, right? We're not beating ourselves up, or actually we're not telling you to beat yourself up. You're still doing it, but that's your thing. But we're not telling you to do that. We're saying, don't do it, just change your mind. And that's the beauty about it. That's the one I was afraid of, so there you go. So let me tell you a little story. Because 
We have this simple verse that tells us to do one thing. But if you look at the world, if we believe that when we change, the world changes, and when we look at the world with all the wars and the disagreements and all the stuff that's going on, then we know that something doesn't work, right? And yet, this is a pretty simple commandment. We, all we need to do is put God first, put our divinity first. That's all we need to do, and a couple more things. But it's very hard to do it on a daily basis, isn't it? To integrate it fully into our lives. So I thought about this story from many years ago, and you might be wondering why this is up here, is to illustrate just this one experience I had when um, I was be being trained to become a commander in the military. We, we were, uh, for two weeks, we were hauled off into a secret place where they put us through, you know, kind of like hell week, but not like the SEALs or anything like you guys are doing because you guys are crazy. You know, in Switzerland, we're, we're much more measured, you know, it's much more comfortable with regular meals and, you know, things like that. But they're still trying to push us, right? But, and so we were kind of like pushed and pushed and pushed every day. And then somewhere closer to the end, they put us in a room, very dark. Uh, some of the candidates, maybe eight of us, there are not many every year that, that go to that point. And then one of us would have to take over as the commander, which is what we were supposed to be uh, in, a, in, a, in the future. And then everyone else was taking on some roles. You know, think of uh, a ship where there's a captain, and then you have all these different individuals that help steering the boat, right, or the ship. So the same kind of thing, except they were throwing everything at us. They were throwing disasters, attacks, war scenarios, world war scenarios, terrorist attacks, um, weather things, everything was thrown at us. And it was really, like we knew it was just an exercise, but it was just, it was real, like, because they used, um, they used news anchors from that time to record some of those news broadcasts that they would feed us. They would have, they hired people for this two week period to scream at us through the phone, you know, pretending to be people who just lost someone or lost uh, or, or were in danger. So we were thrown into that. And then we had one of those scenarios and in the middle of the room was this stack of paper. And they called this exercise the basket exercise. And as the commander, the commanding officer, we had one goal to handle everything that was thrown at us, didn't matter what it was, could have been a war, an attack, or whatever, and to get through the stack of paper. Every single piece of paper was something more to do. And we had to go through this entire stack before the time was up. Well, I failed miserably. <laughs> I failed miserably. Because, you know, I would get through it and I would start, you know, going through it and then maybe I would get, I would get a little bit along and maybe it gets down to this, right? So I, I had successfully done and then <laughs> a beautiful lady will come in 
He said, oh, by the way, we have some more things that are happening. There you go. Okay. Later, they told us that we already know you have no chance to ever get through this. Not a single chance. We actually don't care whether you get through it or not. That's not why we test you. We gave you this test to see how well are you dealing with the stress of failure and of not being able to get through what you're supposed to do. Now, you might think, oh, this is all an exercise, you know, no big deal. It's what I thought, <laughs> but I believe it. They made it so real after 10 minutes. I actually thought I was in that scenario. You know, I, I had to handle a terrorist attack, and I really thought it was happening. It was so real. Okay? And so you really felt stress. You really sweat. You really, and then you had all these people you had to manage, and everyone yelling at you, and you had to make phone calls and pick up phone calls and all these things. It was real. And every single one of us failed. We all tried, the eight of us, and they only told us afterwards. That's how happy we were <laughs> hearing all that. But I'm sharing this with you because this is life, isn't it? Life is throwing this big stack of paper of things to do with us every single day. And I'm pretty sure that most of us, if not all of us, somehow know that we're never getting through it, whatever we do. Whatever education we get, whatever else we do in our lives, it's just impossible to get through life's challenges sometimes, if not all the time. And then we have this beautiful phrase, right? You come on a Sunday and you listen to me telling you all these wonderful things, except, well, just pray and everything will be good, right? Just, just take, just take, just pray, right? Just pray every day and just put it somewhere in your stack, right? And then, you know, when you remember, just put it there and, you know, wherever you can. But it's not just about prayer, isn't it? In unity, we don't pray like most people grow up praying. So it's not just about praying, but said, oh, by the way, if you want to pray, then you have to go to a seven-week class, right? Pass that class, and then you have to practice a lot, and ideally you become a prayer chaplain standing here, you know, every Sunday, so there's some training involved. So who is ever going to do that, right? And then, okay, if prayer is not, not your thing, then maybe, maybe meditation, right? Meditation, okay? But, you know, it's not that we can just get rid of the stack, we have to somehow figure out a way how to squeeze the meditation in there. And then, you know, we're supposed to do it two or three times a day for 20 minutes every single time, you know, and, you know, I can't even put it in there, right? That's, what's, that's what we're dealing with. It is easy, yes, but not easy as well. That's the problem. It's an impossibility of making something happen. So we're asking a lot. 
And as I was thinking about this, about my experience and the impossibility, I was thinking, well, so what are we going to do? And here's a little test. Oh, there you go. What is this? Star Trek. Ah, there you go. First one, thank you, Zach. Star Trek, right? We have some, who, okay. Uh, camera, let's shut off the camera real quick. Who's a Trekkie? Okay, a few of us, okay. So, there you go, there you go. All right. In Star Trek, if you're familiar with the story, you've probably heard of the uh, Kobayashi Maru exercise, right? So this, this Kobayashi Maru is a ship <clears throat> that the crew that's in that exercise in Starfleet needs to save. And they're throwing absolutely everything at them, right? And very similar to the basket exercise, the Kobayashi Maru exercise is impossible to beat because it's not designed to be beaten. It's designed to teach the captain and the crew that sometimes there is a no-win scenario. You just can't win. Except, of course, Captain Kirk, <laughs> right? When he went through Starfleet, getting trained, in his third attempt, he said, let me reprogram the Kobayashi Maru exercise. <laughs> so that it's possible to win, because he did not, he refused to believe that there is a no-win scenario. In a lot of ways, that's what we are up to, or up against. We have this impossible life to get through, and if we want to be on a spiritual path, we have to add all this stuff, right? And it's not possible in a lot of ways. Be honest, right? Look at your actual spiritual practice. I'm not going to out you. Just think about it. We all know what we need to do. Pray, meditate, use denials and affirmations, be compassionate, be kind, seek the kingdom of God first. We all know what we need to do, but how often do we actually do it? It's because we're stuck in the Kobayashi Maru exercise. So what are we going to do? We're going to cheat. <laughs> right? Because if you remember from the story, Spock wasn't happy with Kirk. He said, you're cheating. He said, well, that's one way of looking at it. So we're going to look, we're just going to cheat life. We're going to cheat life just as Kirk did. That's how we get it done. And this is only one way of doing it. And I'm not going to go into much detail today. But this book has caught Elena my attention just a few weeks ago. The idea of creating tiny habits. Tiny little habits. Not, ooh, I got to pray five times a day. Not, I gotta meditate 20 minutes, two or three times a day. Just tiny, tiny little habits. And this uh, author, Dr. B.J. Uh, Fogg, you know, he, he explains how we change behavior or how behavior happens. And behavior happens by having motivation, having the ability 
to do it and having a prompt. Because if we are not motivated to pray or meditate, it's not going to happen. If we don't have the ability to pray and meditate, it's also not going to happen. And then if we forget, because there is no prompt, it's also not going to happen. Would you agree? All right. So he created this really cool curve called the action line. That kind of like shows, you know, when you're on the right side of the curve, on the or on the left side of the curve, you know, I'm going to do 20 push-ups every day. Then um, your motivation may be so low and your ability it may be so hard for you to do that it's definitely not going to happen, right? And often I think the mistake that we're making even from the pulpit is to expect that of you and tell you this is the only way to do it. And we're already setting you up for failure. So it's kind of like in our court to make a change there. You know, I've been teaching meditation for now over 25 years. And I started out teaching everyone, you've got to meditate 20 minutes, two or three times a day. I know this is needed. It's absolutely true. Science shows that. It's, there's no way around it. But when I saw students back a few months later, almost none of them were able to do it. Maybe once or twice a week. Or then they said, well, you know, I tried to meditate for an hour because I didn't have time to throughout the week when I was at work. And then that hour was a, was a horrible experience because, you know, when you don't train your muscle, you, you know, it's hard to sit through an hour of meditation and so on until later, a few years later, I said, you know what, forget the 20 minutes. Forget the two or three times a day. Just do five minutes, but do it every day. And that's kind of what's happening here, because the other side, instead of saying 20 push-ups, let's do two wall push-ups. Even I can do that, you know? Don't try to get me to do one push-up today, but I can do two wall push-ups. I may not be motivated. This exercise, obviously, is not really my thing, right? But I definitely have the ability to do it. So that's the key. The other thing that's important is we need a prompt, which he calls an anchor point. And then we need to add a tiny, tiny little behavior. And then we also need to celebrate because we need that emotional uh, success for us to really program it in. And he has this really simple recipe there where you say, after I, blah, 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 that's our anchor point, I will do this, which is our behavior, and then we celebrate. He uses this very simple example. When he gets up in the morning, as soon as his feet touch the ground, he immediately says to himself, this day will be a wonderful day. And then he smiles and feels the joy in his heart. A, B, C. Anchor point, put the feet on the ground. Most of us have to do that every day, right? Unless you're sleeping standing up. Um, if you do, I'm scared of you already. Um, that will be something that you, we all do. So it's a perfect starting point. And then all he does is this tiny little thing. He's giving himself an affirmation, and then he feels the joy. He celebrates the fact that he actually completed that. Right. So very simple. Another example is, 
you know, after I brush my teeth, most of us are supposed to brush our teeth, right? Every morning, most of us probably do. After I brush my teeth, I will floss one tooth. <laughs> Sounds ridiculous, right? And yet, that's the whole idea of tiny habits. He's been doing this to, with tens of thousands of people and has been successful. People who have tried years and years and years to change a habit, add a habit, remove a habit, using this idea of tiny habits, rather than trying to get through all your teeth with the floss, you know, you do one and you celebrate it. So let's try this out. One thing we like to do at Unity is we like to clap, right? We like to, yeah, there you go. Who started? There you go, Lane, thank you, yeah. So let's do it. We clap, right? Usually, usually to celebrate our music team. And so we could say, you know, after I clap, I will say I am compassionate and kind, right? Very simple. So we're using something that we're already doing and I'm just using an example that works for us right now so we can do it together. And then we are adding a tiny little habit. We're adding a little affirmation. I am compassionate and kind. Right? And then we celebrate. So let's do it together because one thing that he also says is we need to repeat it a few times for it to sink in. Okay? So we're representing our clapping just with one clap. Okay? Okay, and then we say together, I am compassionate and kind. And now how we celebrate is different for every one of us, but we can smile, we can go, yeah, what was that? Yeah, there you go, right? A smile or, you know, just feel it in your heart, right? And let's do it seven times, okay? Number one, clap. I am compassionate and kind. Ooh, clap. I am compassionate and kind. Woo! Clap. I am compassionate and kind. Woo! Clap. I am compassionate and kind. Three more. Three. Clap. I am compassionate and kind. Yay! Clap. I am compassionate and kind. Yay! Last one. Clap. I am compassionate and kind. Yay! By doing that, we're programming this tiny habit into us, and I will be not, would not be surprised that when our music team plays later and we honor them by clapping, that that will just come to our mind just as if it was natural. Very simple, but very powerful. You know, this is a familiar quote. I'm sure you've seen this before. And I'm just using prayer as an example, trying to combine it with this tiny habit. Without having to go through the seven-week prayer course at Unity, and learning about the nows and affirmations and the 
many metaphysical terms and all the complex stuff that we teach you and love to teach you. The simplest prayer that we can have and do is thank you. Very simple. So maybe tomorrow, when you get up, you gently roll out of bed, you put your feet on your ground, you may say thank you. Smile and feel the joy in your heart. And then your prayer is done. Maybe you brush your teeth, and as you put your root toothbrush down, as it touches the counter, you say, I love you. And feel the joy in your heart, and your celebration is done. I really believe there's something to it here. And I really, truly believe we all can do it. And if we see the state that this world is in, then there's only way to understand that state to be an invitation for us to actually do it. And I hope you will join me in finding those tiny little habits to make this not necessarily go away, but start seeking the kingdom of God first and foremost. and make the world a better day. And with that, let us move into our meditation for today. Just take a moment and find your rhythm of breath. Allow your breathing to slow and to deepen. Bring your mind to a settlement. Bring it to an ease and a calm. And open your heart to the infinite possibilities you have access to. As you breathe slowly, allow your mind to expand. Find your heart expanding far beyond your physical limitations. And bring yourself in, into the depth of who and what you are. Remembering that your soul 
and your humanity are both interlinked and divine. Allow yourself to come at ease and find the peace that passes all understanding. Immerse yourself in the silence, the silence of God, the silence beyond the absence of sound, the silence, the foundation of all existence, the silence, the core of you. And by becoming familiar with the higher self, all of us right here together, whether at home, watching the online or here in person, we can align ourselves in the highest good. Imagine ourselves to be joyful and compassionate and kind and loving and perfect. And as we do so, we realize the power that's within us to imagine paradise right here and right now. So maybe there's something that you take home today, something that resonated, something that stuck, something that inspired. And find that joyful sense of celebration within you. As you move about the day. Together we are individuals and the community. Together we are here for many reasons, but also for one reason alone. Together we have come and joined to remember the truth, to remember the divine, to remember the God-given gift or the gift that we have given to ourselves to be all that we can possibly be. 
And even if life sometimes doesn't look that way, we remember that much is in our willingness and ability to change. So in gratitude, then we imagine for a moment our community and our friends and families and everyone we want to reach out and embrace them all, bring them all into our fold and let them partake in this experience of being of highest good. Allow the moment of thanksgiving to become precious. Allow our thank yous, the simplest prayer that we can possibly say, to become generous and graceful. And with that, we return giving thanks to the many people that have surrounded us to bring us here to this day and this moment, giving thanks to everyone who's here to make this possible, giving thanks to the world and society to allow us to live the way we do, even if there is change needed. Our gratitude is the source of love, that we have to give, and we remember, and so it is. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Unity Fort Worth podcast. You just heard this week's message and meditation. For the live streams and more information, go to unityfortworth.org.